fan for fan line and blessings to you for checking out today's podcast modern black slavery in the united states was often referred to as a peculiar institution because it was unusual in every sense webster's dictionary defines peculiar as something unusual or belonging exclusively to a person or thing black slavery which was diametrically different from ancient or Roman slavery, was the most extensive and harshest subjugation imposed upon any race of people ever. It was an economic practice that was exclusively or peculiarly aimed at Black people. A number of conservatives argue that Blacks were not singled out for slavery because they were Black. Moreover, it is argued that Blacks were not mistreated by the white slave masters and that slavery was not profitable and that Blacks gained as much from slavery as the white master, the experience of it anyway. Thomas Sowell, a Black conservative economist, economist excuse me, in his book said that, which was named the economics and politics of race, <clears throat> excuse me, put forth a claim that the black slaves around the world were much better off compared to blacks in Africa because of the slavery experience. Soul further says that black slaves were treated no differently from any other enslaved group in history. Now, his weak assumptions allowed him to conclude that Blacks, therefore, had no grounds to complain about their historical treatment in America. But when 20 to 35 million Blacks were outright killed and another 15 million were physically enslaved and psychologically abused, academically impaired, and economically impoverished for nearly 400 years, what other group of human beings does soul believe would have a greater right to complain? We'll be back in a moment. Isn't it interesting that European, European immigrants who were allegedly fleeing poverty, hard work, religious persecution, governmental abuse, and economic serfdom would so readily subject Blacks to the same conditions that they were seeking to escape via coming to America. The policies and practices of ancient and colonial slavery were as different as day and night. Since most of the slaves in ancient time were of European and Middle Eastern origin, 
The commonality of skin color between slave and master could account for the leniency in ancient slavery. <clears throat> While slavery ended after the Mamluk Rebellion of the 14th century, in which the Mamluks, which white prisoners enslaved by Arabs, who were attempting to establish a world empire, revolted. The murderous onslaughts of white slaves against their erstwhile masters so shocked the white world that the general enslavement of whites ended forever. After the Mamluk Rebellion, Black Africa became the exclusive hunting ground for slaves. And since the 15th century, slavery has been primarily confined to Blacks, perhaps because Blacks failed to demonstrate, as the Mamluks had, Excuse me, that enslavement was totally unacceptable to black people. So, <clears throat> why were Indians not enslaved? Since a favorite device for minimizing slavery and its impact on blacks is to counter that Indians were treated even worse. It is important that a comparison be made of the differences or similarities in the treatment of blacks and Indians by the dominant white society. Historical and temporary facts show that blacks were treated differently and worse in most respects. These differences concern degrees of degradation, cultural acceptance, government assistance, and reparations. As examples, during the two and a half centuries that blacks were enslaved and being worked to death, Indians were free to move about and resettle. They carried weapons and defended themselves. The government established Indian boroughs that built and financed a national system of tuition-free schools and required that Indian children attend. The bureaus provided them with food, clothing, housing, and farming tools. They were given back millions of acres of land upon which they could construct homes, farms, or businesses, and never pay any form of taxes. They were never stripped of their culture, religion, or sense of history. They were free to marry someone from any race or ethnic group. Many states, such as South Carolina and North Carolina, encourage marriages between white males and Indian women. Indians contributed to the development of the nation through a non-personal loss of title to millions of acres of land that millions of their people died trying to hold on to. But Indians had an option that blacks never had. They never carried the social and psychological burdens of having been enslaved. All of the five civilized Indian nations were were black, black slave owners and slave traders. Worse all, worse, all of these Indian nations supported and fought on the side of the South in the Civil War in fear of losing their black slaves. Unlike American Indians, blacks had few, if any, options. As slaves, blacks 
freedom, and liberty were taken from them. They were confined by laws and chains, could not carry weapons, and were primary targets of hostile Indians. There has never been a government agency established solely to provide them assistance. It was unlawful to teach a black to read and write even nearly a century after Indians were attending free schools. When schools were finally built, they were separate and unequal. Blacks were forced to finance their own schools and pay tuition to non-black schools. They were denied the right to acquire free land or to this day purchase land in certain areas. Blacks have received no reparations for their centuries of personal, physical abuse and stolen labor. They sought 40 acres and a mule, but received neither. They were released, they were released from centuries of servitude, penniless, naked, ignorant, hungry, and landless. They were legally defined by quantity, quantities of blood in every state enacted laws that forbade blacks to marry and commit sexual unions across racial lines. It was a capital offense for a black man to approach a white woman. Blacks were separated from their culture, history, religion, and family. And lastly, blacks continued to bear the scars and legacies of their inhumane and unique experience in American society. Still, the greatest difference in the treatment of blacks and Indians does not answer the question, why were blacks selected for slavery <clears throat> over the American Indian? Both blacks and Indian had a darker skin color than the white Europeans and both practiced non-institutionalized forms of religion, lacked firearms and were accessible for enslavement. The same factors that dissuaded Europeans from enslaving Indians in Latin and Central America also dissuaded European settlers from enslaving the Indian population in North America. Settlers being on native Americans' land were at a significant strategic disadvantage. The American Indian were fierce warriors whose behavior the white man could not predict, and they rightly feared retribution from free tribesmen. Moreover, from an economic standpoint, enslaving American Indians was not a good investment. A runaway Indian slave could skillfully find safety and blend into the wilderness. As with the white indentured servant, <clears throat> the strong disadvantages made Indians unsuitable for slavery. Although Indians were conquered, the white conqueror had a certain degree of respect for Indian culture. A basic principle of American culture was a willingness to fight and die rather than be enslaved. They also had an inclination to exact revenge upon their enemies. This determination and strength impressed the white settlers. Out of respect for them, many whites learned that the American Indian languages and cultures 
There was considerable cross-cultural contact with white settlers, often boasting of being blood brothers or having Indian blood in their veins. The nation further honored the Indians by enshrining their likeness on American coins and institutionalizing their cultural contributions. And here's something that will probably blow your mind. Dominant white society's respect for the Indian was so great that an Indian image symbolized the nation before it was replaced by Uncle Sam. We'll be back in a moment. Okay, we're back and we continue with why Indians were not enslaved. The white settlers had no such respect for African people or culture. They didn't respect Africa, African languages, religions, or black color. Apparently, there are fewer advantages for enslaving whites than any other race. In fact, there's indications that the darker the skin color, the more attractive the group was for bondage. Slaveholders and traders quite likely use this criteria in making decisions decisions about who best to enslave. They decided that enslavement of powerless blacks carried with it far more pros and cons. Backed by European religions, laws, and social customs, a national public policy in America developed that identified blacks as the chosen people. Undoubtedly, much of the disrespect that many whites hold for people of African descent stem from black people's compromising disposition and willingness to accept endless abuse and enslavement. Their unlimited compassion, patience, fears, concerns for others, and physical endurance were signs of mental weakness. But not all blacks were submissive. But for those bold enough to bolt from the plantations, their dark skin color was a highly visible target in a rural or urban setting, making it nearly impossible for an escapee to hide and elude capture for very long. Most blacks who did escape successfully were unfamiliar with the surrounding wilderness and consequently had to seek shelter in an urban environment in the northern states of Canada. Federal and state governments enacted fugitive slave laws that required white citizens, bounty hunters, and Indians to recapture black slaves for rewards. All of the other racial and ethnic groups rank above blacks in acceptability in America. It is likely that blacks will not be so vilely disrespected if they had fought harder against enslavement. African blacks who did protest enslavement did so silently, jumping to their deaths from slave ships rather than fighting to the death. Groups that were willing to fight to the death were considered difficult to control or defeat in battle, and worse, were not wise investments because slave masters 
could not control, defeat, or trust them. There is no available documentation that indicates that white slaveholders ever seriously considered importing Asian or Hispanics into America as slaves. And by the 1660s, European settlers had turned almost exclusively to blacks for their slaves. It is clear that there were conditions or characteristics associated with each ethnic or racial group that either encouraged or discouraged slave enslavement. <clears throat> so there you have it. <clears throat> there you have it. So that's why the Indian was not enslaved because they fought back. And therefore they were looked upon differently. Now, mind you, that their population, the American Indian, in a way was almost to the extinction that they were almost killed off because they fought back. But, you know, that, that's, another, that's another subject, another story to get into as, and I have my own theory as to why we as black people have such a hard time throughout the world, not alone America, but throughout the world. I'm on my own theory on that, and it has to do with Satan. But like I said, that's another story. Till we meet again, God bless. No said. This was an excerpt from the book Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please feel free to comment and share. And if you feel led to give a donation, I gratefully appreciate your support. And I leave you with this word from Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Enough said. Thank <laughs> you.